Hi, I'm Dan. I'm going to be the guest preacher for today, but I'm not a religious person, just a funny person. If you could please open us up with a prayer of however you like. Cool, cool. Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, me and Brian humbly come before you today to thank you for another beautiful day and to ask that you provide us with clarity and understanding as we move throughout your world and we try to do our best to treat each other and our neighbors with as much love as we can. Heavenly Father, we thank you for watching over us and we pray that you also forgive our sins and our shortcomings as we do fall short of your glory. And please continue to give us the wherewithal to understand each other and to make the best decisions for your kingdom here on earth. All these things we pray for in your dear son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well. Man, years, bro. Years in the game, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, that was a that was a fun prayer. Deep, right? No, Thank man. you. An honor, an honor. Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Yeah, seeing where Welcome, everyone, to the Upside Down Church Podcast. I'm really excited to have the guest, the pastor, the preacher, uh, the pagan, the, the the comical one uh, of, uh, of, of communion, I'll put it, to put everything together uh, with some alliteration. But uh, we're here. We're going to do church with, an, with a non-believer or an in-betweener. I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll learn more. Uh, but I want to introduce Dan to you. Dan, how are you? Hey, what's up? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So Dan, let's get let's do a chance to get to know you a little bit. Um, you know, however you want to share a little bit of background with you, what you're into, um, where you're from, but go for it. Cool. I'm Daniel Olay. I'm actually originally from born in Gary, Indiana raised in like uh, Minnesota, like up north. And uh, my family background is really West African. My mother is Nigerian and my father is also Nigerian. Okay. So I'm first generation Nigerian or what, you know, people in the business call African-American. <laughs> <laughs> really African and then American. Cause it's like my parents always growing up, they would stress that we were African and we shouldn't do what we saw other people black people doing on tv stuff like that okay I mean, you know growing up i still had a lot of the same interests you know rap you know music stuff like that mm -hmm. but lately i've been getting really back to the basics with comedy because i it's always been a favorite of mine but i never realized my own potential in that avenue so i've been doing the comedy thing now for like about about three years and it's pretty fun like it's very rewarding it's a long grind like you're going to be doing it for a while especially if you're trying to get paid, like, but Hey, as long as you enjoy it, it really doesn't even matter what you're getting paid. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No. And that's, uh, I mean, when we first met, um, you mentioned comedy and I checked out your YouTube channel and I was just, uh, tell me the one you could share that one bit or if you want to, yeah, whatever yeah. bit you want to share, but I thought the one about. know like if that's really how people should act or you know whatever but my mom was always very strict they were also a slightly religious family they were uh, very devout jehovah's witnesses here and in nigeria but um yeah man it was really awesome uh 
learning about the culture because growing up, I was always misbehaving up north. So my mom would always say, Danya, I'm going to send you back to Africa. I'm going to send you back to Nigeria. And I'd never believe her. You know, I'd always think, yeah, whatever. Probably not. That's unlikely. But one year she got me and she asked me what I wanted to do for my seventh grade. Uh, and it was like, I think it was sixth or seventh grade, like summer vacation. And we live in Minnesota. So I'm like, hmm, I want to get all the Jordans for the lowest price. So okay. I'm going to go to the source and I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to go to Japan and I'm going to buy all these Jordans for, you know, pennies on the dollar, me and my younger brother. Yeah. Well, little did we know my mom had a plan in store for us and she really went and got the tickets and she comes back. She's all right, I got the tickets. And uh, she has our dad take us out to, he's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to fly out there and you guys are going to be in Japan or whatever. And we get on the plane and I'm having this argument with this gentleman, this uh, white gentleman. He's like, there's no way you're going to Japan. And he's like, oh he's, telling me, he's like, man, look, this is the flight routes from where we're going in Amsterdam. You're, you're, I mean, you probably are going to Nigeria. That's, that makes sense. But I don't see how you're going to go from Nigeria to, you know, Japan or wherever you think you're going and I'm like you don't know anything I don't know you just you're just you know so I had like a warning and stuff but long story short we get there and he's like yeah we're gonna have your mom's brother who you've never met in your whole life come by and have a chat with you and I'm like that's weird I said that's weird so uh, eventually we, they sit us down and they say, and then the next thing you know he's like well you're going to be staying here for a while and you're going to like it and it's like oh snap like they got you guys like they warned you and they warned you to stop misbehaving and you didn't listen so hey here's your here's your penance you're actually going to be living in west africa you know what i mean and the culture shock for an americanized or an american child to go to like quite literally sticks and stones it was like the equivalent of your car being out of gas so your mom just decides she's going to set the whole car on fire <laughs> and you're wow. like yeah so we had a good time out there so how old it's, were you when that happened i was about 10 or 11 and my younger brother is like nine dang so, so they there. totally just the joke was yeah. on you yeah and we were that was the biggest joke ever and it was like it was just like it was it was pretty it was traumatizing but it's like i learned so much that i can't even lie like i'm glad that they did that yeah for sure so i mean yeah so you had a lot of background with the jehovah's witnesses um, growing up in a family of that and and then participating in that. Um, I mean, where, where are you at now with, with church, with God, with faith, with believing, with religion? I mean, do you currently practice as a Jehovah's Witness? Do you, do you, what, you know, what for you is, what does religion or church look like for you? For me nowadays, I try to keep a very close relationship with God. Like I try to pray as many times as I can a day, but I don't actively like preach as a Jehovah's Witness or do any of that. I might go to a church if I'm like invited or if I feel the need to like go to a church, I, I might go because of like, you know, that getting that feeling or maybe community service hours. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I just like, I just need to understand them. And I even like, I'm even open to like, um, like, like, uh, like other beliefs too, you know what I mean? Like I'll listen to them, like if they're Muslim, you know what I mean? I have, I don't even think I've ever been to a mosque, but I definitely down to check one out just to, you know, give it a shot. But right now I currently don't do very much church stuff. Like I, I don't really go to church, but if I see someone 
And I feel like they need Jesus in their life. I'm gonna tell them, like, yo, you need Jesus. Yeah. Well, what? It, well, that this is kind of fun and different. But what for you is the message about Jesus? I feel like the message about Jesus is that he was God's son, just like all of us are his children. And we all have the potential to do what he would do, which is like take care of each other, like uh, make sure we get a clear message to each other that in this life we have, it's important to show love to all of God's creation, including each other. And just to make sure you keep God close, like you you make sure you have like some kind of um procedure where you're always checking up on yourself checking on your mental health checking on your neighbor that's important to me like that Mm. message from church is very much at the top of my list hmm that's it well yeah i mean yeah i'm glad that that's something because for me i mean i follow jesus i try to be i try to do what jesus would want me to do um so you know and and it's uh and i think too coming from my interactions with people who Jehovah's Witnesses, I don't think I've ever heard that clear from a, a, I don't know, there seems to be more of a reliance on certain traditions being done or ways of looking at things. When I, when for me, it's, I just go, you know what, I'm all about Jesus. I think that's the best way to go about things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's interesting. No, thank you for sharing. Well, let's do this. Um, I think I threw you some verse, some Bible verses or kind of short passages, and we'll get into Dan, who is going to be, I mean, I think it'll be fun to hear kind of maybe some comical interpretations, this little sermonette time that might be satirical, it might be uh, sarcastic, but if anything, um, we're just looking at things differently. So what would you like to talk about? Or I'll let you take the lead on this. All right, well, I got all the verses pulled up right here. So okay. I just go straight off of the uh, the top of it and go through them. And then I guess give a slight explanation as good as I can, I guess. And I guess I could try to make it funny. But the thing about it is most things in life are already funny. So it's just like, yeah, all right, let's see what we got. Uh, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 6. All right, go for it. So let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. So firstly, what I want to say about anything that has to do with, uh, I mean, I guess you can call alcohol a substance or something. Mm -hmm. But growing up, dude, like in the Jehovah's Witness community, they were like, nah, like nobody's getting drunk. (laughs) Like nobody's drinking. If you get drunk, that's a sin. And I'm like, okay, but in that, uh, in that religion, we don't believe in hell. We just believe in you, you die and you don't, you don't come back. Like that's uh-huh. it. You're just, and I was like, and one of the things my man state before was like growing up, hell didn't really make sense to me because of the way I was conditioned and raised because it's like, all right, let's say you get this life of 80 years and you just murder, murder, kid and all this nonsense. Right. Yeah. What could you, and they always say you can repent, but what could you do in your life of 80 years that would be okay for you to suffer for it for eternity? Because, you know, eternity is like 80 years times 100 plus 50, that, and it's never ending, bro. Like, how are you going to suffer for the rest of your your existence over 80 year test run like that doesn't make sense like it's just crazy to me but the the main part of this the mean potatoes of the beer and wine thing uh-huh. is that 
what I I read an article. I don't know what it was from, but it's from like some ancient Kabbalah, like or when they first started making alcohol and they call mm. it spirit. I'm sure you're familiar with the term spirit. Yeah. That's what you're drinking. So the reason I read that they call spirit spirits is because and you're in, you're in Texas as well. So you're never going to believe this. People in Texas never want to fucking hear this shit. They're like, oh, they're just like, they're like, what? alcohol is something that was called spirit. So this is what I've heard it does. What it's doing may or may not be true. It's very debatable. Yeah. Is it loosening the bond between your spirit or your soul and your body, especially mm. when people drink until they're blackout drunk. Yeah. Right. And when, uh, when people are like this, they're more influenceable, like the, mm-hmm. to like, certain types of emotions, which actually are carried in a vibrational state. Like, when people drink, they sometimes are happy drunks. They're sometimes angry drunks. There's violent, yeah. there's violent drunks. But it's because your body is actually just being more, um, it's more possible for your body to be influenced by low vibrational attitudes like uh, lust, um, anger, or menace. Because you'll start thinking about something that happened to you. And, it, and when you think about stuff that happens to you, remember it your body and your mind, your your blood pressure could go up, your pulse will go up because in your head, it's happening all over again. That's how powerful yeah. mind is. But when people get really, really drunk or they drink too much, what's happening is their control and their source like is being really like, you're still in there, but you're very, very influenceable. And then people hear like they did something and they're like, I can't believe I would ever do that. And it's like, you can't believe it because you weren't all the way there. Like you're just not there. You're physically not they black out they literally forget and they're in effect almost literally being possessed by negative attitudes or negative energies but i don't know how true this is but it starts to add up when you see all the um the pushing of alcohol in our society and the acceptance of it like people are now allowed to buy alcohol on, on sundays here which i don't i don't i don't really care about that stuff i don't even drink but you don't drink no i don't because it's just like dude it's like Really, I started out not drinking anymore because I like to work out. But then mm-hmm. I just like always would look into it again and it'd be like, yeah, it dehydrates you. It can mess up your liver, your kidneys. And it's like, dude, it's just not even worth it. Like, it's just not worth it for me. Like, I need my water retention. Yeah. Build these ones. Yeah. And it's, it's just very important that like your mind is clear. Like, especially when I read that, like, I was like, this makes it makes all the sense in the world to me. And, you know, they always say it takes a strong mind to hear something, learn about something and move on with your own belief, not necessarily accepting it, but taking it into account. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, like they push alcohol on people all the time, commercials, TV, ads, the news, like it's fine to drink as long as you don't get this drunk or too drunk to drive and just bad stuff can happen on it. And then it's like, you have to pay for the consequences. Like, and then especially- with the Bible verse saying like, let it be for people who are in anguish and let it be for people who are already sad. It's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? It, it's literally says right here, they had beer and wine back then. I'm sure all those miracles were too concrete. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that, well, I think, kinda... yeah. I mean, you bring up an interesting topic. There's, um, we're, I mean, we're looking at these in isolation for sure the passages, which it's fine. Um, but let beer be for those who are perishing wine for those who are in anguish. Um, I think there's a sense of Proverbs. It's 
wisdom can sometimes be uh, sarcastic. Um, mm, yeah. And wisdom can sometimes be, it could be saying the, not the opposite, but it's a very dense statement. Um, so sometimes it, Proverbs, it's a book of wisdom. And so it, the question is, what's the wisdom here that we should consider? Is this for beer? Is it against beer? Or is it, or for alcohol in general, let's say. And so those are the questions we're, we're considering. And I mean, I think, yeah, there's um, in the book of Ephesians, there's, uh, which is in the New Testament, there is a statement that says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to, debra- which leads to debauchery. Uh, instead, be filled with the spirit. Um, so another one says the same thing, but different translation. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, mind you, I do drink. I have a drink almost every single night. Um, <laughs> it's all good. But um, one of the things I think what you were tapping into that maybe the, I think you said the Kabbalah article or something is this verse, when you look into a little bit more, there is a sense that I think under the influence, like, you know, you're inebriated, those statements, um, it says something to what the alcohol does to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's spiritual ways of talking about it, as I think this does, but I'm sure there's scientific ways that describe that what happens to our biochemistry and how that's connected. I like to talk about the spirit of a person or God's spirit is you may not be able to see it, but you can feel it. Spirit mm-hmm. is something you may not be able to see, but you can feel it the same way when you know somebody's looking at you and then you look at them and they're like, oh, I was looking at them. You can just sort of feel it. It's weird. Um, but I think there's a sense that you're correct, that we do need to be mindful how really any substance, not just alcohol, can cause us to lose um, our calibration mm-hmm. with what God wants to do. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, it might be alcohol for some. For other people, it might be certain forms of drugs, uh, legal or illegal, um, depending on the state you're in. Well, I think we'll bring it to a close. Does that sound good? Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, man. Um, How about this? You can give us a blessing whatever it is you want to give short or, or long and um and you're, you're going to close it out for this episode of upside down church with a non-believer and in-betweener dan so awesome. give us for a sure. blessing so again heavenly father we come to you to thank you for this time to meet together and discuss your teachings and our thoughts about how we can apply them in our daily lives and how we can also view things around us in a different light. We also thank you for our lives and another beautiful day for us to enjoy on this earth. All these things we pray for again, and thank you for, in your dear son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right, man, call me back anytime. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks, man. That was fun. Yeah, dude. Awesome. I'm sure I'll see you again real soon.